We pay respect to the traditional owners of the land this podcast was recorded on, the Muwanina people. We acknowledge today's Tasmanian Aboriginal people who are the custodians of this land. everyone and welcome to Two Tassie Chicks the podcast. I'm Bronnie and I'm Gria. Thank you so much for joining us. Here we are for another episode. This episode is a little bit of a different one. We thought you guys might want to know who the hell we are. And after our first episode we did actually receive the feedback of people wanting to know a little bit about us which begs the question who the hell are we? Who are Two Tassie Chicks? And hopefully in this episode we answer that for you guys. So we actually put a call out on our Instagram and asked you guys to send us any questions you might have. So we've got a few deep questions that we dive a little bit into. We touch on the topic of comparison culture and all that sort of stuff that goes into. Yeah. Yeah. We get into some deep questions, some deep topics there just for a little bit. And then at the end, we have a little bit more of a lighthearted, funny conversation. Hopefully it answers all you want to know. Yep. And hopefully it's not too boring. Yeah, because it's so weird sitting behind a microphone and talking about yourself. Like it's so unnatural. We were just saying off mic before we started, like how nervous we were and how strange it feels. The idea of talking about yourself on a microphone feels like a little bit self-obsessed. Oh, it's freaky. Yeah. It just sends shivers down your spine. It's the weirdest thing, but Obviously, in order to keep this going, you want to know a little bit about us. And obviously, we did get asked. So let's get straight into the episode. Let's do it. Before we start every episode, we want to leave a little bit of space to talk about a recommendation for the week. So this might be a book, something you've been listening to, a show, anything really, advice, a song. So Kriya, what is your recommendation for the week? My recommendation actually, like it sounds a bit cheesy, but I honestly just think it's so important because I know whenever it happens to me, I feel better about my day and sometimes it even sets me up for a good week. But it's just as simple as if you are walking past someone, give them a smile and say hello. That's my whole recommendation for the week. If you go outside and you walk past someone, say hello, how are you? Maybe they won't respond, but I promise you that is going to make someone's day when you come across the right person because I know for a fact it's made mine so many times. What's yours? Yeah, sorry, that's so lovely. That's a great one. Um, Well, mine isn't as nice as that, but I will take your advice for the week. I'm going to do that. Yeah, and report back because I want to hear how it made you feel. Um, Well, mine is a podcast episode. Um, It's On Purpose with Jay Shetty. Have you listened to that podcast before? You've mentioned it and you speak so highly of it. And I swear you've mentioned the episode you're about to bring up too. Yeah. Well, um, it came out on Monday. Uh, It's, I'm going to butcher his name, but it's from Dr. Gabor Matei, I believe. Um, And it's about understanding your trauma. And it sounds really dramatic, but it goes into a lot of other things. Like he talks about self-identification and there's heaps of why we find things that we like and how we identify with different things. And it just was a really interesting episode. So I don't know if I've done that justice, but trust me, listen to it. Well, I will listen to it. I promise you. Okay. So should we 
get into some of our little questions that we have? Yeah. So basically, you know, we've started a podcast. You're wondering who the hell are you? Who the hell are we and why did we make a podcast in the first place? Um, so today we set up a question box on our Instagram at two Tazzy Chicks if you're not already following. So basically we gave the microphone to you and we said, you know, what do you want to know about us? And a lot of you sent in some really good questions and it's kind of set up what we're going to talk about today. So let's get into them. Let's do it, baby. So one of the questions that came up a lot was how did we meet? Well, um, we met at the media school at UTAS in, was it 2021? Yeah. So So, last year. Yeah. Yep. So it was when we both actually just moved to Hobart. Yeah. So I'd been at the media school for a half a year and I hadn't seen you before. And I remember seeing you and I was like, she looks cool. That's (laughs) because I wasn't there. But yes, in 2021, February, I moved down and Bronnie and I had our first class together. But a funny little story about our love story is (laughs) I walked into class and I saw this girl and she was so confident and put together. And I was like, oh, my God, you're intimidating. And so we never approached each other because I was like, "Mm, I'm too intimidated to talk to you. And then, yeah, I am blown away that you could even think that I'm intimidating because I just remember going that girl knows what she's talking about. Every time you spoke, I thought she speaks so eloquently She doesn't stutter. She knows what she wants. I was like, she's cool. Um, And the fact that you thought that I was cool is that's a great compliment. I'll take that. (laughs) So that was literally all though. And then eventually one day, I think Bronnie was waiting outside of class and I was like, what are you doing today? You complimented me on my outfit. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Oh, classic me. Really? Yeah. And then I was like, wow, like that was like forward and really Nice. And then for like the next few weeks, like we always just had a little bit of banter at the door before we went into class and then it just sort of evolved. And then I think we ran into each other like outside of class heaps of times and we realized we ran in the same circles. Yeah. We found out we had heaps of mutual friends and eventually we just got talking and found out how much we had in common. Like it was actually insane. Yeah. And then little baby and that's how we got to where we are today so yeah I guess that's the story of how we met in an absolute nutshell yeah so I guess another question that we've got a lot of was why did we want to start a podcast do you want to start answering that question um well one of the things that we bonded over was our love for podcasts but I think it went a little bit deeper than that as well It wasn't just a love that we both had for podcasts. It was also, and this sounds a bit deep, I don't mean for it to be, but I think, yeah, we spoke about the fact that we'd both gone through some pretty shitty times and through those shitty times, we were seeking advice from podcasts and we were listening to what they had to say because they were always about specific topics that we could relate to. And it was hearing about someone else talk about it and you thought, wow, like I'm not the only one. Mm. And I suppose my goal personally was if someone was going through one of those hard times, they could turn to our podcast. And if we could offer advice to anyone who was feeling the way that maybe we had, then I think that that would be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be nice. I totally agree with everything you just said. I love listening to podcasts. I find they're a really great great place to learn things as well. They make you think about yourself and you kind of step back mm. and go, hang on can I look at this aspect of my life differently, which I really like. Um, And I think for me, the reason that 
I have always wanted to start a podcast is I like chatting and I like giving my unwarranted opinion (laughs) and that nobody asks for and I just want to give it. But also you've got to give yourself credit. Like you are phenomenal at advice. So if you can give that to someone who just wants to hear you talk, why the hell wouldn't you? One of the next questions was what did life actually look like before we met? What did, what were we both doing? Okay, so before we met, gosh, I my life has been random. I've never really known what I was going to do. So I was I Bronnie, I was born in Launceston. I lived grew up there um when I was mm, 20. I decided to move to Brisbane with one of my best friends in the world, Molly. And we lived there for almost three years, I think it was. And it was a great time. We worked in retail. I was a retail manager and I, you know, it was fun. Something felt kind of missing though. And then when 2020 COVID, she who shall not be named. C word. Yeah. um, Happened. I just decided why not? be closer to family. I'll move back to Tassie. Didn't really see myself staying in Tassie at all. I thought, nah, don't like Tassie. Not for me. But um, I kind of got a little bit bored during lockdown. So I decided to start uni online. And then that's sort of what brought us here because then we met at uni and all these years later, I'm still in Tasmania. Amazing. So the pull to come back was family and uni. Was there anything else? Um, Gosh, not really at all. No, it was more that my dad was in my ear saying, you you know, it's not safe up there on the mainland with this unknown C word. At least we know where you get your unwarranted advice from. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Molly moved back as well. And I just thought, oh, I'll just go back for a little while. And mm. yeah, here we are. Now you're one of the two Tassie chicks. I sure am. And what about you, Gria? Um, well, I was born in Burnie, so the northwest of Tasmania. Um, and yeah, I grew up there, always knew I wanted to move out of a small town and I suppose Hobart is still a part of Tassie, but it feels that bit bigger. So before I moved down, I actually started a full-time job. I worked in real estate for almost a year. Um, and from that, I decided I actually wanted to go into media. Um, so yeah, I did that basically to support myself to move out so that I could, And then, yeah, I moved down with the goal of, you know, going to uni and I also had the goal to just make lifelong friends. And I can say that I'm proud of myself in the fact that I believe I've done that. Like, so that's basically what, yeah, life looked like before I moved down. I'm 21 in a couple of weeks, but yeah, so basically straight into work, straight into uni. So obviously we lived quite two different lives, different times, but we've come together. Here we are. Love that for us. Next question is what makes us such good friends? Well, honestly, the thing was like we clicked so quickly because we had so much in common and then somehow, you know, when you just meet those people and all of a sudden you've known them for 10 minutes and you're going into these hard hitting deep topics. And I think that was like what made us such good friends. Like we sat there and we gave each other advice on all these topics to do with so many different things when we barely knew each other's birthdays. So I think that that made us such good friends to begin with. And we were just able to literally talk about anything, but have a laugh in the process. And I was like, you know what, this chick's for me. 
Bless. Yeah, I fully agree. Sorry, I'm being so awkward. I just want to say I'm not very good at answering these questions because I'm a bit nervous. Strange because like I can chat to you normally any other time, but because we've just started a podcast, I'm getting this real imposter syndrome of what the frick am I doing here talking into this microphone? I absolutely get it because when is anyone ever going to be like, so like, tell me how you (laughs) met? Like, it's weird, but also... Like I get why these were questions that got sent in. So like we're answering exactly what people want to know. But yeah. it's it's such a strange feeling to sit here and be like, you know, how did we meet? All that sort of stuff. Like I absolutely get it. Imposter syndrome to the max. Right. And talking about yourself just feels like wrong. And maybe we've been conditioned by society to like, you know, it's arrogant to talk about yourself and things like that, that I've always sort of taken a corner taken a back seat in social settings sometimes because I'm like oh I'll let somebody else go like I don't want to be boisterous or over the top or anything and absolutely yeah. but the thing is you always want to hear about someone else like you're like oh tell me about you and then when someone's like oh tell me about yourself you're like oh well there's not we much go. to tell and then you get into a topic and they're like oh you're really interesting and you're like really I have something to add like yeah, it's strange. Yeah, but you absolutely have something to add. So exactly. love hearing it. Stop devaluing yourself. Everyone take that as a piece of advice for the week. <laughs> All right. It. What is your first memory of me? I feel like we kind of covered that actually. We did. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, All right. Bronnie, what is your favorite memory of me? Okay. I actually had a little bit of a think of this one when I think about this one when I saw the question. So I would say... It was out, it was when I was, you know, I was actually out on wing woman duties with another one of my dear friends. Um, And let's just say she was about to hit the jackpot, if you know what I mean. (laughs) So I was about to be a lone soldier. So, but I needed to like stick around to make sure everything was safe. Everyone was good. Everyone was looked after. I remember this Um, And I turn around and who do I see? Miss Greer and your lovely brother. And gosh, That was just it. I remember being like, oh my gosh, that's the girl I know from uni. Like we'd spoken a fair bit at this point, but we hadn't really hung out alone. And the three of us just had a blast that night. Like we were tearing up the dance floor, like just chatting about heaps of stuff. And I feel like that's when we really formed like a pretty good like friendship. Yeah. That's when we become unbreakable. I think there was this one dance that we like made up on, maybe it was Botanica dance floor or something. It was ridiculous, but I had such a blast. I didn't give a shit what anyone thought of me. Honestly, I love that that's your favorite memory because that night was the first carefree night I can honestly remember. Like I just remember thinking, I know I look absolutely stupid right now but I'm doing it with a girl who I'm pretty sure is going to become my best friend bless so I think this isn't really like a favorite memory but it's kind of my favorite thing so that night that you've just spoken about I remember when I saw you and I remember like anyone who saw us that night would have thought we hadn't seen each other in a hundred years. Yeah. Like we were so excited and I reckon we hugged for five minutes and I think that's just one of my favorite things like Even when I walked in the door to like record this episode, like no matter how long it's been, we hug like we haven't seen each other for a year. And I just love that. Like that is a quality that you want in someone, like forever being so happy to see someone. So I think that ties into all of my favorite memories of us because we have so many fun times and we'd be here for so long if we went over all of them because I've got so many favorites. But I think that just highlights all of the memories together. 
I think so. And I think we could talk for yonks, but we would just bore everyone. Why <laughs> do you think we started a podcast? We could talk. I think that. We could talk underwater, honestly. Honestly. That's why we both went into media. That's it. Next question. All right. The next question, Bronnie, I want to know, what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? That's a hard one. Um, I would probably say something to do with stop trying to be perfect at everything or stop trying to be a perfectionist. Now, that's not saying that I'm good at everything at, at all, but I think sometimes I decide not to do things because I think, oh gosh, if I'm not going to be the best at that, then how embarrassing. I just don't want to do it at all. And then that hinders me from doing something really meaningful and just having a meaningful experience. You know, I don't want to look back and think, what a waste of time. I should have just done it. Yeah. I think that's honestly such a good piece of advice. And I feel like everyone has a tendency to do that. Like if you don't think that you're going to excel in something, we have this like idea that we can't try it at all. Yeah. So I think like the best piece of advice is like be uncomfortable, like be in that uncomfortable space because that's where the growth happens. And if you're just smooth sailing and you're happy all the time and you're comfortable all the time, nothing's going to change. So yeah, when somebody says that to me, like Bronnie, feel the discomfort because that's where the growth's going to happen. That's the sort of thing that sticks with me. Cause I go, yeah, cause I like staying in my bubble. I like staying in my comfort zone, but sometimes I think that can be my detriment. The comfort zone is a beautiful place to be, but nothing's ever going to change if you don't leave it. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is exactly such a good example of it because we spent so long talking about how much we loved podcasts and how much we wanted to build one. And then we're like, you know what? We actually need to step out of our comfort zone. Otherwise we're never going to make anything happen. Exactly. And, and might, so you've taken your own advice already. Yeah. We might be pretty shit at this for a little while, but how are we going to get better if we don't throw ourselves right in the deep end? Exactly. So what is your best piece of advice that you've ever been given? Well, I actually have two. Um, my first one is something that I'm still trying to just take on board. Yeah. And I think it actually stems from a conversation that we had not too long ago. So, sorry, I'm struggling to get this out because I'm trying to figure out how to word it properly. But it's honestly just the fact that not everyone is going to like you. Like you have to stop trying to change yourself to fit into other people's standards and to make people like you. And I feel like growing up and being a people pleaser and always wanting people to like me, I just got rid of who I actually was. And I feel like moving away and being in a whole new place, studying, like I'm finally able to be who I am. But I feel like that is such a big thing and something that everyone struggles with. And the fact is not everyone's going to like you. Like, do you like everyone? Like, it's just one of those things. Yeah. It's like so you're true. not always going to vibe with everyone. But another piece of advice that I has stuck with me so much, I got told this year and it was by none other than yourself. And I'm sure by that me. you, yeah, I'm sure that if you think hard enough, you can think of what that piece of advice was. Okay. You're giving me a look right now. And I think I, I know exactly what it is. Is it when somebody says you're beautiful, but that's the least interesting thing about you because there's so much more to you than that? Yeah. And I think, so basically the reason I say this is because, you know, we're, we all know how we feel about ourselves and self-confidence is something that 
a lot of people have to grow in. And I fit into that category of, you know, needing to accept yourself. And I remember you pulled me aside one day and you were like, babe, you need to remember that the way that you look should be the least interesting thing about you. And that just completely threw me backwards. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Like it should be the least interesting thing. Why are we so obsessed with needing to look a certain way? Mm. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that because that's beautiful because I remember the first time somebody said that to me and it had such an impact on me. The more we're told that we look pretty, the more value we put on that. Mm -hmm. And that just holds you back. I don't want to be known for the way that I look because looks are fleeting. We're going to get old. Things are going to change. And if you passed away tomorrow, do you really think someone's going to stand at your funeral and go, oh God, she was gorgeous. Bronnie, she was stunning. No, I would rather somebody go, wow, she made me feel really comfortable. That person made me laugh. That person made me feel loved. That person was a really great person to chat with. Every time I saw her, she made me smile. She was always happy to sit and talk with me. Yeah. That's the type of thing that I want to be remembered for, not anything to do with the way I look. And I think that that's so hard to remember because there is not like, I know speaking from the people that I speak to about this, so I'm not trying to say everyone feels this way because I'm sure a lot of people don't think about this twice. Exactly. But it's something that we fixate on so hard. Like if I'm going somewhere that night, you know, what are you wearing? How much makeup are you putting on? How are you doing your hair? And it's all about the appearance. It's not, you know, oh, and let's do this and let's do that. Like it always comes down to the way that you look and it shouldn't be about the way you look. It should be about the way you feel. And I'm saying this and I need to learn to take my own advice because I would happily say this to anyone, Yeah. but I wouldn't take the advice myself. So I feel like talking about this is holding us accountable. I think so. I think in other ways though, we do need to remember that we are visual creatures. We do like to look good. And when we look good, we feel good. So, but there needs to be a balance. It can't be everything. It needs to be like, this is adding to how I feel about myself today, but I'm going to show up in other ways and I'm going to make an effort in other ways and bring value in other ways. And I'm going to make someone feel better about themselves today. I'm going to give them a compliment or I'm going to go and sit and have a chat with someone and feel really validated in the conversation that we just had. Amazing. Well, I think that leads us on to the next question, which is what is is the most important lesson you've learned in life? Well, obviously we're very young. So it's hard to say the most important lesson I've learned in life because my life is hopefully going to go for a whole lot longer. Um, That's the thing. We learn along the way. Exactly. It's all about growth. And I think there's something that we're still learning. And I feel like this can relate to so many people. But I'm going to go with the effects of comparison. Like in our demographic looking at our 20s, and I'm sure that people in every age bracket struggle with this. Like it's such a factor. I just think that we're so susceptible to comparison culture and it's so scary how much it affects us. But I'm still trying to learn that and be happy in who I am rather than comparing every single part of my life to someone different. And that's just social media. Yeah, I actually have something about social media that you just reminded me of and I can't remember where I read it. But it was something like 200 years ago, we were exposed to a certain amount of faces that we saw in our everyday lives. Whereas today with social media, we are exposed to thousands of faces and thousands of lives every day. You wouldn't know 200 years ago, anybody who wasn't in your town, 
But now we can see people going on amazing holidays, people buying cars, people who are rich, people who are, you know, beautiful, people who have six pack abs. You see everything. And having that avalanche of information in your face all the time, that can be confronting. It can be scary. Just for anyone who doesn't know as well, comparison culture is just the act of comparing your own life to someone who's publicly represented. But it can also stem from comparing yourself to friends, family, someone in your class, literally anyone who you think is doing something that tops anything you're doing. And you wonder, why am I not doing this? Should I be working harder? All those factors. Yeah. And it's like, that's all well and good. I think a little bit of healthy competition is always okay because if we didn't have any comparison we we could still be in the caveman era who knows um but I think the truth of the matter is with comparison I think is you're never going to be the best there's always going to be somebody smarter prettier faster there's always somebody better than you and who are you harming when you're comparing your life to all these other people? Does that other person even know? No, they don't. The person who is getting the brunt of this is yourself. If you're spending hours stalking people on social media or worrying about what all your friends and families are doing and comparing your life to them, that's time wasted. That's time that you could have spent loving your family and friends. That's time you could have spent doing a hobby or learning something else. And the fact of the matter is the only person that you are devaluing in that process is yourself. Yeah, no, You're not giving anyone else more validation in being like, you're doing amazing, you're doing this, you're doing mm. that, because it's all internal. No yeah. one else is gaining anything from the fact that you are tearing yourself down. Yeah. So if you are going to get right into comparison culture, I think – the only person you should compare yourself with is yourself. And that comes back into the growth thing that we were just talking about before. And the thing is, in this comparison culture, we're literally comparing our own real life with an ideal version of someone else's life that they're presenting to you. Hmm. You don't know what they're doing when they're at home. You don't know what they're doing when it's not on social media. And this is obviously stemming from the fact that I'm looking at comparison culture from the idea of social media. You might compare in life and you know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. But looking at it, pigeonholing it straight to what I'm talking about, there's so many self-esteem issues associated with that. And it's so scary that that all stems from, it could be a singular post that you've seen of someone and they've gone away, they've done this, they've done that. Good lighting, everything And how else. does that make you feel? And why does it make us feel so bad? Yeah. So coming back to the advice what was the advice that you got around that comparison culture that was like life-changing for you? Honestly, I haven't got to that point yet. Just to and stop doing it or just to actively try? To actively try to avoid it, I think is a huge thing, but it's more so just conversations that I have surrounding it. And you and I have had endless conversations about comparison. And yeah, I think the fact is I need to become happy in who I am. And I feel like so many people do, but the actual advice surrounding that I haven't come up with on my own. I do have a couple of tips surrounding comparison culture and how we can try and overcome it altogether. Yeah. I have a little something that I can think of just off the top of my head as well. If, if I'm allowed to butt in, Go for um, it. I would say, and this is probably cliche. I think everybody knows this one, but you know, curate your feed, like seriously, just don't look at what other people are doing. 
even like people in your town that you don't know, if it doesn't make you feel good and if you really don't know them that well and following them makes you just feel like shit about yourself, maybe you need to mute them. Maybe you need to just stay in your own lane. Exactly. If it's not adding anything to your life and every time you see it, it's only bringing you down, why are you continuing to look at it? And Mm. honestly, I think I need to take that advice myself because I haven't gone to the effort of doing that and I can imagine that if I actually looked at it, I'm sure that would help and it would help a lot of people. I think another one that I also saw that was a really good tip to overcome it is that energy that you're using to compare to someone else. Put that energy on focusing on something that you're doing instead of comparing I could be doing this more or I could be doing this better. What am I doing well right now? What can I lift myself up about? Yeah. What time are you wasting by following somebody else and spending all this time and energy comparing yourself like what could you be doing for yourself in that time it comes back to just knowing what your values are and knowing what you want I think exactly the day congratulate others don't tear yourself down because you didn't achieve that think about the fact that they did and think about how much work they put into that and how they got there and why they did that because their success doesn't take away from yours in the slightest. And when it comes to your success, you want people to be there cheering for you as well. So you can even learn from other people's achievements. Um, And the last point I got was use any trigger of comparison to your own advantage. So If you're feeling like something's pulling you down when you see someone else and you're comparing yourself and it's making you feel bad, what's that telling you? Is there something that maybe you're envious of? Is there something that you want to be doing more? Could you get to that stage that you're comparing yourself to? Does that make sense? Yeah. So essentially you're just saying, you know, if you see somebody else doing something you want to do, congratulate them, see that and then use that as a way to something to work towards. Maybe I'm comparing the fact that someone's gone on an overseas holiday and I want that. Well, maybe there's something missing from my life. Like I could get there as well. If that's what I'm comparing about, I'm sure that if I work hard enough or I try hard enough, I could get to that point as well. And the thing is, it's so easy to say all of this. It's Mm. easy to speak into a microphone and say, do this, do that. Where it's so easy to not do it as well. So whilst these are all tips and tricks of how to overcome it, It's also not something that you have to do. We're all susceptible to comparison culture. Yeah. I think looking back to my early 20s, I compared myself a lot more than I do now. I still do every now and again and I have to remind myself not to. But yeah, just just know that as time goes on and as you actively tell yourself, like as you actively learn who you are. The amount of TED Talks you've given me about comparison because you feel everything – like we're in the same demographic, you know, all of that, but you've used all of these tips to overcome it in a way, like not to say that you don't experience it, Mm. but you know how to keep moving forward from it. Yeah, I think I do, but I think that's just taken time. I think it's, I've had so many times in the past where I've just felt down on myself and looking back and even just journaling and noticing all the things that got me down. I just have gone through that experience so many times that I'm just like it, it, at the end of the day, I'm fine. And I get over it. That sounds harsh, but it's a waste of time. It's seriously a waste of my precious time to spend any more time thinking about it. Okay, so now we've got this little generator up on our phone and we're going to do some really quick, quick questions. So we don't know what they're going to be. Are you a daytime napper? 
Oh, I used to be chronic for a little daytime nap, but lately I've been working so much that there's no time for a daytime nap. By the time I get home, if I sleep before I go to bed, I'm not going to sleep. What about you? I am 100% anti-daytime napping. Fucking hate it. Really? Absolutely. Just ask anybody. I hate napping in the day. It makes me feel like shit. I get really worked up about this right now. Clearly. Get me my good eight, nine hours of sleep at (laughs) night. That's all I need. Yeah, true. You are chronic for being like, no, I need my eight hours. Whereas I'm like overtired. Let's go. I've got that much energy. 10 coffees. I'm done. I'm ready to go. And you're like, you're able to stay up really late. You're staying up. You can stay up partying. You can just do all these social things with your friends. I'm not going to get my eight hours. Order me an Uber. Yeah. I'm like, sorry guys. Got to be in bed by nine (laughs) o'clock. I've got a cup of tea waiting for me at home. I'll catch up with you tomorrow. Seriously. Make that seven cups of tea. All right, next one. What is the most used app on your phone? Uh, gosh, probably um, Instagram or TikTok. I've been looking at a lot of singing video TikToks. Oh, so yeah. Many, so many beautiful musicians on TikTok. I could spend so long on there. Mm. I'd have to tend to agree. I reckon TikTok for time is the most used app, but my most opened app is probably like Snapchat or Instagram. Nice. All right, next question. If you could learn to cook one dish perfectly, what would it be? Oh, my. Like just the perfect dish. I've got mine. Yep, you go. Give me some inspiration. Perfect sushi. If I could home make the most incredible sushi, like with sashimi and... Well, you clearly haven't been to my house then. I do homemade sushi. Well, I've done homemade sushi, but it's not perfect. (laughs) (laughs) How do you make the perfect roll of sushi? Tell me. That's exactly what I want to (laughs) know. I am going to be boring and just not answer because I've got no idea. All right. I'll give you another question. Yeah, give me a new one. What's the sickest you ever remember being? (gasps) Okay. Either when I was like 13 and had the flu and I was so unwell or... Any of the violent hangovers. So one time I was violently hungover (laughs) and I literally could not move. And I remember my mum was like, no, you're going to work. And I was like, mum, like you can't make me. Like I can't even move right now. And my stepdad came in clutch. He was like, you honestly can't make her go. And I was like, thank you. It's that phone call though that you've got to make to work to call in sick when you're like that. You could never feel so guilty in your life. What's the most annoying line to wait in? Mm, like a traffic jam line when you really want to go home. Oh, dude, when you really, really need to pee and you're stuck in a traffic jam. That's happened to me before. Most embarrassing story. Oh, my God. I didn't wet myself, so it's fine. I actually agree. Either that or when your friends are waiting for you and there's a really long line at the toilet. Yeah. It's the sickest you've ever been. Oh, gosh. I reckon every time I go. No, every time I'm sick, I'm so dramatic. You know how they say that men have the man flu and stuff, but I swear I'm so dramatic You've when I'm sick. You've got the Bronny flu. Absolutely. All right, here's a really deep one. What color is your toothbrush? Oh my god, I can't believe you asked me that on the, on the podcast. Take me on to dinner spot. first. Um, I <laughs> I have a bamboo toothbrush. So oh, look brown, at you. I guess I know I'm so environmentally friendly. Oh, you really are. Um, well, mine's green. Oh Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, what material is um, it? <laughs> it's plastic what do you hate the environment i'm sorry (laughs) oh don't hate me (laughs) all right if you really wanted to annoy somebody repeatedly what would you do poke them (laughs) (laughs) that's good one uh right what Um, would you do 
<laughs> I'd probably just like chew in their no. ear or something. No, do you know what? Ask them the same question <laughs> over and over. When someone or you go like, or they keep going, huh? Huh? And you're like, no, nah, don't even worry about it. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm just, yeah. Not that I'm easily annoyed. <laughs> um, I'm grossed out by, and then there's a blank. So what's your feeling? Bodily the functions. They gross me out. I'm sorry. <laughs> Same. Um, toilet jokes. No, can't. Toilet jokes, not funny. Yeah. I can't. No, no I can't deal with bodily oh, functions no. at all. When people just this, I don't get it. When people have been dating their partner for a while and they just say, oh yeah, we like openly go to the toilet, you know, together or just talk Never. about all of that stuff. I'm like, you know, keep a little bit of the mystery alive, <laughs> you know. Yeah, just, no, I'm happy for that to forever be a mystery. I exactly. don't think I'll ever be that comfortable. Yep. Not a chance. I agree. Like, I'm all about, you know, being open and sharing things, but why? Why, why do, do we need to? to share that? 100% agree. All right. What is one song you know all the lyrics to? Oh, there's too many. I know. Just um, I can't think of one song off the top of my head. I could say pretty much any of the 1975 songs. I literally... Oh, did I tell you I got tickets oh, to their concert? Route 66 by Jack Harlow. No, that off by heart. Um, did you get tickets? Amazing. I sure did. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Um, thanks for the support. <laughs> Zell. Oh, do you want another one? Yeah. Give it to me. Okay. If you had to pick one superhero to become the sidekick for, who would you choose? I'm not up with superheroes. Oh, I have no idea. Darling girl. Who would yours be? Um, probably Spider-Man. How sick. He could just oh, yeah. fly us around with his little web. Yeah. But like I could be the actual sidekick. Maybe I'd get a spider suit as well. That'd be sweet. I know that I'm going to think about every superhero after this. I know the superhero. What about not Wonder to... Woman? That'd be another No, I don't want to be Wonder Woman's sidekick. Yeah, true. I'd rather just be Wonder Woman. Yeah, same. <laughs> Why do I want to be her sidekick? Yeah. Fair enough. Books or movies? Movies. Um, I can't commit to a whole book. I'm trying though. Sometimes I can't sit through a whole movie, whereas when I'm reading a good book, I don't have anywhere else to look, so I kind of prefer that, but also if I'm tired, get me on a movie. See, if you ask me movies or TV shows, TV show every time because I feel like a movie is too much of a commitment and my housemates know this for a fact. If a movie gets put on, I'm off. And unless I really want to sit down and watch a movie, but I've got no problem watching 15 episodes of a TV show. Isn't that interesting? And I think that comes down to our attention span because our attention spans are getting shorter. TikTok, you are ruining us. Yeah. Day or night? Day. Day, yeah. I agree. love the sunshine. Give yeah, me a tan. Give me the sunshine. Not Tasmania at the moment though. It's so wet and rainy every single day. I'm sick of it. Sitting or standing? Um, it depends. What activity am I undertaking? <laughs> I don't want to dance in a chair. <laughs> True. I can't answer that. Uh Comedy or thriller? Comedy. Comedy. Yeah. I can't. The Jeffrey Dahmer things. Fucked. Mm. Earbuds or headphones? Earbuds. Headphones. Noise cancelling. Also, when I'm at the gym and I put my headphones on, it means don't talk to me. Yeah, but I just don't suit headphones. I'd look ridiculous. Everyone looks ridiculous in them. But, you know, the longer they're on, the more they become a part of who you are and you just sort of <laughs> you meld into one. <laughs> See, I would just feel like a DJ and I'm, I'm just not a DJ, That's so it. I've got to go with earbuds. I just roll up to the gym and I'm like, yeah, I'm a DJ. <laughs> Morning person or night owl? It depends what day it is. 
you come see me on a Saturday night. I'm a night owl. You see me during the middle of the week. I'm up on a morning walk. Yep. I'm a morning person through and through. I love an early morning. Absolutely freaking love it. I feel like an early morning sets you up for a good day. Yeah. And I've become a nana in my old age. So yeah, I'm not much of a night owl. You've got to get your eight hours. 100%. Oh, cats or dogs? Dogs. Oh, fuck. I'm so controversial. People are going to think I'm fucking though, psycho there are if I say some I like really nice cats. cats. But I, I think I'm a dog person for sure. I like I like both. Cats Honestly, can be so bitchy though. I think what I like about cats, and now bear with me here, <laughs> is that you know I'm the type I can be a bit of an introvert. I like my own space, and I like that with cats. They also like their own space, so they go off and do their own thing, and they come to you when they want to cuddle, and that works for me. <laughs> you know. I really like that you relate with cats on a different level. <laughs> Proud of you. Whereas I'm like a dog. I'm just always here to annoy you. I don't really care if you need your space. I want to play. Cool. <laughs> Hopefully that gives you guys a little bit of an insight into who we are. Yeah, we've got some deep questions and some little quick and fun questions and hopefully... You know, you get to see both sides of us. If you guys want to hear anything else about us, feel free to send us a DM on Instagram or message us on Facebook at Two Tazzy Chicks and we can answer any other questions you might have in some coming episodes. And thanks so much for listening, guys. We can't wait to be in your ears again next week. We've got a really great episode coming up. And thank you so much to everyone who did send in questions. It really helped us know what you actually want to know about us yeah but yeah as you said i hope that that answers who the hell are we and why did we start true tazzy cheeks we can't wait to see you again next week thanks so much for joining us bye